Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast, episode 174. I'm back, Five, Alisa. 75, 175. Five. Oh, shoot. My bad. Let me do it again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast, episode 175. Alisa, how's it going? Not too bad. Um, It's been a prizzy... Uh, oh, God. I can't, <laughs> I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> It's okay. Me neither. I forgot what number it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a week. Um, definitely a busy work week for me, but um, at the same time, I've been able to put in a lot of Sims um, playtime, so I'd nice. say it's overall a very su- successful week. Well, that's really great to e- hear. Even though I'm busy, yes. How have you been, Jeremy? How's your vacation? Oh, man. Hawaii was nice. Um, four days felt like a week. We woke up really early every day because of the time difference and we went to bed very late again because of the time difference and not because we were sleeping on california time we were sleeping on hawaii time which was later in california time (laughs) i Um, love that though for some reason um when i'm in hawaii i still wake up to california time but i'm just maybe it's the humidity but i'm just motivated to stay up later for whatever reason or just maybe the vibes in hawaii Yeah, no, for sure. I get that because it's just a different pace of living, you know, and the air is cleaner and um, there's just a lot more things to do and see. And you're excited because you're not in your own home and you're in Hawaii and everyone knows Hawaii is like this magical place. And so I feel that I totally get that, Elisa. Um, Yeah. Didn't do anything crazy this trip. Um, Basically, I, I wouldn't consider myself growing up in Hawaii, but my family always took my brother and I out there. Almost every summer when we were growing up, um, we have family out there, so we got to see them. But my parents just love Hawaii, and they just love, you know, uh, the environment and the place. And so it was their dream to live there, and they achieved it uh, a couple of years ago. So now they're living there full time, and I'm really happy for them. So when I tell people I'm going to go see my parents, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go hang out with my folks in Hawaii and they're like whoa it's so cool I'm like yeah it's just what a flex cool. I know right I like I don't want to tell people <laughs> see it'd be more of a flex it'd be hella extra if I was like yo I'm going I'm going to Hawaii it's like nah I, I don't know it seems a little douchey so I always just try to say <laughs> I'm going to see my parents because it's true <laughs> um yes so uh went to the beach every day ate really good food at local spots um got super tanned I was looking at myself in my Zoom camera the day I got back, and I was like, I'm glow. I was literally glowing. I was weird. I was like, this is this is some nice tan. I'm looking at myself right now. I'm like, wow. Hey. Yeah. Um, so. Shout out to that tan. Shout out to the sun. That sun-kissed skin. <laughs> yeah. Hot boy summer. <laughs> Hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. <laughs> um, yeah, it was super nice. Uh, the COVID situation out there is... It's getting crazier. It, we were, you know, everyone's wearing masks and they're, most of the people are following the rules, although you do have some tourists who are not doing that. Um, I really think they should make a, uh, like some law or something. Fun fact, in Hawaii, on Oahu specifically, if you are walking down the street with your phone out, you are eligible to receive a $250 fine. So keep that in mind if you ever visit Oahu that you could What's be fine. What's the reason for that? They, pe- people are getting hit by cars. Because they're looking at their oh. phones. And, oh, gosh. Sorry, sorry. Talking on your phone. Also looking at your phone, I guess. 
But um, you cannot talk on your phone while walking. You literally have to stop and talk on the phone because you, you the you know the people consider it being distracted, which is true because you don't know where you're going and you get hit by a car and you're like, oh shoot. Well, um, so yeah, we uh, we had a great time. It was super fun. Um, you know, it was a little nerve wracking going there and coming back on the plane uh, because everyone was kind of just crammed in like sardines into a, a plane. I sat next to my brother the first trip, and then on the way back, he actually sat by himself, which I was really jealous about. <laughs> oh, Yeah, he had one seat next to him that was empty, and I was like, what? <laughs> that never, man, that never happens. And, I mean, obviously, like, not a lot of people are flying right now, but I just feel like on my feed, everyone's going to Hawaii, so the fact that he was able to get a single-seat row... And no one else is there is pretty impressive. Right. I agree. And I was like, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Very awesome. Um, Good job, Jordan. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Jordan. Friend of the show. He's been on the podcast. Um, and then uh, the weekend after that, this past weekend, I went to Santa Cruz and I was all ready for the beach. I was like, let's go. Hella cold, hella cloudy. I was like, "All right, well, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I wanted that. I wanted it to be Hawaii, but unfortunately, it was just the Bay Area. <laughs> you know, beaches filled with disappointment. Yeah, out there, the water is like perfect. You walk into the water, the sand is hot, but when you get into the water, it's like super cool and it's the perfect temperature. Um, I encourage everybody to visit Hawaii. I think it's really awesome because it's an amalgamation of a lot of different cultures, specifically Asian cultures. They cater highly to Japanese tourists. So don't be surprised if you go out there and you see a lot of text in Japanese because that's their target audience. Although because of COVID, Japanese tourists have not been allowed to enter Hawaii. Um, and so there's been a significant decline in Asian tourists in general, which is unfortunate because that's their biggest um, their biggest market. Uh, but there were a lot of American tourists and European tourists, so that was really nice to see. But, you know, if you go there, just, you know, be respectful of, of the place and the people. Just keep that in mind. Nothing bad happened to myself or my parents while we were out there. But just in general, I hear stories about, you know, tourists not respecting um, the culture or the people. And it's just like, come on now. Uh, yeah, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I went there at the right time because after that, the... Uh, the country, uh, the country, not the country, um, uh, the state has been advised by the governor, Governor Ige. He has addressed to the folks that um, people should not be coming into the state. He's he's discouraging people from coming, but it won't stop people from entering the state because um, there's been a significant uptick in COVID cases. So, like, it started happening the week after my brother and I came back and we're like, wow, good thing we went because now, you know, the state's like, yo, you can't do this. Like, this is illegal. Or not, it's not illegal, but it's just like, hey, you can't do this because um, there's a lot yeah. more cases and we don't want people getting more COVID. Um, some of my family out there, one of, one of them unfortunately contracted COVID. And so we're just Aww. monitoring her and making sure she's okay. So, yeah. Um, but overall, the trip was great. It was, it was a good time to just relax and not do anything. Again, nothing crazy. We didn't go on a helicopter tour or we didn't go to Kulo or Ranch. We went to the North Shore, went fishing with my dad. Um, it, it's a pastime that I've come to appreciate because as I get older, I kind of look for things that are a lot more relaxing. And 
when I was younger, when I was growing up, my dad was like super into fishing. And, you know, as kids, we don't really care about that. We want to have fun and play games and play with our toys. But, you know, I, I, I showed him, or I, I told him that I was interested in it. He got really excited. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were able to, uh, to go, uh, go fishing together. We didn't catch anything. Unfortunately, I saw a turtle. Close to the to, yeah, close to the shore. It is a five hundred dollar fine if you catch a turtle. So just FYI, don't go fishing and and catch a turtle. Make sure that turtle eats. don't touch the turtles. Yeah, don't touch them. Don't go near them. It's illegal in the state of Hawaii. Um, and uh, yeah, we we had my mom made some spam masubi. We um, we went to some of the local beaches. We went to the we went again North Shore. We went to. Well, there's a military base up there. I forget the name, but we didn't go to the beach there. We, we tried to. We drove down this long winding road to the base just to go to the beach next to it because we thought it was available to the public, which it used to be. But now I guess they, they didn't because we just saw a bunch of APCs rolling across and we're like, oh, OK, let's uh, turn around. <laughs> so we <laughs> so we turned right back around, back to the highway and went to the adjacent beach, which was one of the best beaches I've ever been to. Um yeah, didn't go to Matsumoto's or Giovanni's. I don't think I've ever been to Giovanni's before. Maybe not as an adult. Um, and uh, Matsumoto's, they've changed a lot. Um, Matsumoto's is a uh, is a shaved ice place in Haleiwa, which is near the North Shore, in the North Shore area. And it's it's been known to have a lot of celebrities frequent there. So when Lost was filming up there, a lot of the cast would visit and get shaved ice and... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a lot of photos of, like, all the celebrities that have come through. Um, They're known for their t-shirts. A lot of places in Hawaii sell t-shirts. I think that's one of their biggest exports Um, is just, (laughs) like, you know, just t-shirts from a shop, you know. That's, like, their their big tourist moneymaker. And Shaved Ice, if those aren't familiar, is a... um, It's, like, a mountain of ice that has flavored syrup on top. But sometimes you can add, like, mochi or azuki beans or, like, red bean paste to make it taste um, different and to add, you know, kind of more texture and more flavoring to it. Um, in the past, Asimoto's used to give this huge piece of shaved ice and just covered in syrup and you'd eat it and it would be fantastic. They've gone all like fancy now. I don't like it personally. I, I think it's too much money and there's too long of a line to wait. There's a there's a much smaller place that has like no line that serves what Matsumoto's used to serve, which is right next to Rainbow Drive-In, um, in Waikiki. Rainbow Drive-In, y'all, is on Kapahulu. It's like a homestyle cooking Hawaiian food restaurant, and they're known for like huge plate lunches, so like loco moco, like huli huli chicken, um, burgers, fries. Uh, they just have all these Hawaiian plate lunches that they serve in large portions. And then there's a shaved ice shop right next to it that just serves shaved ice with syrup. And that's all you need, honestly. Like, that's the classic way to eat it. Um, shaved ice did derive from kakigori, which is a Japanese shaved ice dessert. Um, although that, you know, kakigori is a little bit more fancier. They do have, like, the azuki beans and all that other fancy stuff. But for me, growing up, shaved ice was always just, you know, ice with syrup. <laughs> it's really bad for you. It's a lot of sugar. But... Boy as hell, does it make you feel cool when it's hot? Um, so yeah, Haleiwa, and then we went to um, yeah, we went to what's that other place? I forget. 
there's another place um that, that's opposite of that we had malasadas from leonard's which is a really famous malasadas place and uh yeah we went to just the waikiki beach a couple times that was super fun magic island which is near alamoana mall we went there and enjoyed the sun on our last day man it was a great trip and i i still dream about it to be real like it was a short trip but i'm already making plans to go back with my brother because we want to stay longer possibly work from there for like a week or two should be great i mean i like hawaii is just such a nice place to visit um each time i visited there i've always thought about the next time i'm going back yo right for real yeah hawaii is kind of like a japan to me um, it's like the only place in the United States that I kind of consider that level of interest for me where I'm always thinking, man, when is the next time I'm going to go back here? Yeah. Also, I'm very surprised you haven't been to Giovanni's. Also, I've been to Giovanni's quite a bit. I um, I think I've said this before. I love garlic. So <laughs> Giovanni's is exactly the type of of um, food truck that I go for. Yeah. Smothered garlic shrimp. It's because my parents were like, we can make better. We can make a better Giovanni's. And I was like, okay. Turns out they can mm. because they, they, my parents have the, this huge shrimp, like bigger than the, the ones they serve at Giovanni's. And, they, and mm. they just add more garlic. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I believe you. <laughs> this is pretty good too. <laughs> um, I mean, I still have to go. I still want to go at some point and, and eat the food and... There's also another place up there called Killer Tacos that's pretty solid. So if you want some some tacos up there, check out Killer Tacos. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. So that's what's going down. Super chill. It was a great trip. Oh. I can't wait to go back. And uh, yeah. On the topic of shaved ice, I think that my favorite way to eat shaved ice is the Taiwanese way. And the Taiwanese way, it's like, I can't, you know, let me try to describe it. So when when you have Taiwanese shaved ice, when it's dispensed into a bowl, it's kind of like it's like a full, like it kind of looks like it's folded. It's not like a mountain of of kind of, you know, shaved ice or or kind of like what you expect from Matsumoto's or like Bingsu or anything like that. It's like it's as if the shaved ice is like folded in layers. I see. And um, I think that the way that Taiwanese people do shaved ice is the block of ice is already flavored. And then you put it in a dispense machine and that's how you get that effect. So instead of putting so instead of like putting the syrup after in that type of shaved ice, it's already flavored in the block of ice. I see. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I also I do like Matsumoto's though. Um well in general I like shaved ice from Hawaii um just because there's so many flavors that you can't get anywhere else that is in Hawaii. Yeah. One of them being passion fruit. I love lily koi. And oh. you can't get that and you can't get that flavor pretty much anywhere except for Hawaii. And I also like guava. Yeah. It's it's hard to find lily koi. I've only found Lily Koi in Hawaii. I, I, I'm sure it's grown in other places, um, but I always associate it with Hawaii. Yes, definitely. In guava as well. I do love guava so much. Yes, super solid flavors. But yeah, uh, 
That's great. Uh, what about you? How was, uh, how was your, I listened to the other podcast with Joseph and that was great. I have yet to listen to the solo podcast, but it sounds like everything's pretty much chill on your end. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working, but even though I've been working a lot more than I have recently, I've still been able to play games. I've like I've mentioned, I've been able to play The Sims quite easily because, you know, normally what would happen is I'm tired, I come from home from work, and then I sleep. And then that's really the basis of why I get behind. But I don't know what it is. The last few weeks, when I come home from work, I can't sleep until one o'clock. Wow. And I don't know. I just like got used to staying up late. And so now I'm just like, oh, if I got all this time... I guess I'm going to watch TV and play video games, which is exactly what I'm doing. So, yeah. It's yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's so I'm like pretty caught up on a lot of things and I've been playing um I've been playing The Sims and um but aside from that there's nothing exactly new aside from just can't believe it's September really soon. I wish I had a vacation lined up. But I, mm. but I don't. Sad times. If I did go on vacation, I might take a like a road trip again, like I did last year. Man, that sounds so, awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take a vacation. Take everybody. Take a vacation. Everyone needs to take time off. Doesn't matter where you are. Just take a mental break. You know, this this year we're still going through a pandemic, so make sure you stay safe. But. Take some time off to think and refresh because I definitely felt refreshed after I came back. Um, spending time with That's good. family in a different place. It was awesome. Very nice. Yeah. You know, especially in 2020, I think you should totally take a vacation, even if it's a staycation. Like just taking a mental health day just because you want to stay and in bed, watch TV, play video games, read, you know, whatever you want to do. It's like you should take a vacation even if you don't intend on going anywhere for having that, having that balance. Yeah. What are you playing, Jeremy? Okay, I got a couple things here. So been playing some Dead by Daylight and... It's because they're removing the Stranger Things license. Um, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of it's because a lot of people think it's because um, Netflix New is seasons go- coming out. Well, no, Netflix is making their own game and they're making their own gaming oh. studio, and so they don't want competition. So they're it's speculated that there's maybe another Dead by Day- Daylight clone coming out or something with the characters that they don't want, you know, people to be distracted by, which is utter BS to me. I mean, come on. These characters are beloved and everyone loves their perks and stuff and so they're making all the perks general. They're not going to associate them with the characters anymore. The characters being the Demogorgons, Steve and Nancy. Um I love these characters in the game. I think they 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 added a lot. I have a very I have a very strong attachment to them because when I started playing Dead by Daylight, it was when that DLC was released. So that was September of 2019, almost a year, almost two years ago. So I am really, really sad to see them go. They're doing a huge sale where you can buy all their outfits and cosmetics, which I, I'm going to do. I'm going to spend a stupid amount of money buying clothing for virtual characters, but I, I love the game and I want to support the developers. And um, I love these characters and I am... 
I'm just, you know, looking forward to, um, you know, the future. And I hope that more thing, more good things come from this. And I hope that the characters are able to come back because I'm definitely going to be missing them. Um, so September 8th, I think is the last day that they will be available. Once they're gone, you cannot buy them anymore. You can still play them in the game. You can still wear all the outfits that all the characters have cosmetic wise, but you are unfortunately unable to buy them ever again. So a lot of people are buying them now and, you know, just waiting. So if you were to play the game in October with the hope that you'll play as the Demogorgon, you're SOL. There's no way you're going to be able to do that. It's very, it's very sad. Um, but I understand, you know, from a licensing perspective, sure. But from like a valued perspective, I'm like, they, they add so much. Why would you take them away? And with the new season coming out, it just adds more to the fact that they should be keeping the characters in. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what Netflix is doing. I don't know if they're going to come back with a license for DVD. But I I sure hope they do because, I again, I love these characters and, and all their perks. So we'll see what happens. I'm taking... Taking a look at an article right now um, from Variety, it says Netflix turns to Stranger Things for first test gaming strategy. And it, you know, this game, um, this new Stranger Things game that's supposed to happen is only a mobile game. Yeah. Um, also, I doubt. Um, I don't know what Netflix's ability is to be a game studio. Like, is it going to be kind of more of a mobile um, gaming, like what Facebook does? Or are we, or is there an intention to have full fledged games? Netflix is already kind of um, like, I think Netflix already doesn't make a profit because of the amount of money that they put into movies and TV shows. Right. So I doubt they have money for a um like a triple a type of game mobile game makes sense but i doubt netflix's ability to flip that around unless they break even yeah netflix is one of the few companies that like spends more money than they have (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy Yeah, I don't I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm just like br- briefly looking at this and I'm not I'm not sure what's going to happen with this. Oh, look at look at the there's a paragraph in this variety article. Um quote, asked on the Q2 earnings interview which of the new areas Netflix is developing would be becoming significant profit pools, Hastings replied, "None of them. They're not designed to be." Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, I, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, as a, for all listeners, get your Stranger Things characters as soon as possible if you don't have them yet. Exactly, exactly. It's, um, it's just unfortunate again, like I keep saying. It is, it, it's, it is sad. Like, I, I still can't grasp the fact that they're leaving. Um, but in turn, to next month we're getting Hellraiser, Pinface, Pinhead. I keep calling him Pinface, Pinhead. Hmm. Um, he uh, he's from the Hellraiser film series, and I, I've never seen any of the movies, but his character looks really cool, and his abilities are really, are really awesome. So, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I hope that they renew the license. I really, really hope. Yes. Because I want that. Um, I want them to come back, and I want them. I just, I just want the game to be good still and, and to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because they just they have so many changes. In the two years that I've been playing this game, there have been so many changes. It's almost an entirely different game now. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, DBD is the first thing on my list. And then um, The Forest. I've talked about The Forest before on this podcast about how it's kind of like a survival horror game. First person, um, and your goal is to find your son. And literally last night, as of the recording of this podcast, my group and I, we completed the game. We finished it. There's two endings, and we chose... Well, I don't want to spoil which ending we chose exactly, but I will say we chose <laughs> one of, we chose an ending that does not lead to the sequel. For those that have finished The Forest, there's a new game coming out called Sons of the Forest. And... Um, okay. It's supposed to take place after one of the endings, which is the true canon ending. We didn't choose the true canon ending. Hmm. But do you know what the true canon ending is? Yes, yes. I So I actually completed this game in 2016, a long time ago. And it was um, my first time playing with my brother and my cousin. We completed the game. Uh, we chose that ending, so I know what happens. And then there's also... we And then it was the first time that we chose the other ending, the non-canon ending. So... Yeah, that was interesting to see, to say the least, you know, because yeah. um, never I've never seen like that ending. So it was kind of cool to see both sides. But because I know both, I, I kind of have a better idea of how the game is going to end. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, how the next game is going to start. Uh, so I'm really excited to see the next game. And I'm really excited for Sons of the Forest because it's more military because this one, you're uh, you're just a crashed plane survivor. You're just a dad, you know? Your dad who just knows how to survive in the wild. You're basically just a glorified Boy Scout. But in this game, uh, in the next game, you're like a, a military team going to the place from the first game. And um, I can't really say much more because it'll, it'll spoil the first game. But um, hmm. yeah. Uh, it's, there's a lot more guns and, and of course the survival horror aspect is still there, but there's just a lot more to do with, uh, with, uh, weapons. And I think it's going to be interesting. There's a story too. There's like, I think there's cutscenes and like a big story. So that's pretty cool to, to think about. Okay. Um, so finished that last night. Uh, super happy about that. Um, still playing. That's a- not- yeah. I-, I feel like going from. Oh, I, I'm so I'm a person trying to find my son to military um in the next episode. Um it sounds so drastic, but it's almost like you can predict you see, look, I've never played this game, but the fact that it goes from, oh, here is a family versus the military, I can kind of suspect that something happens, that there's something in the forest, and now the, there has to be military intervention. Yeah, uh, I think that's exactly what is happening. Um, yeah, uh, I like to think about it as, have you ever heard of the movies Wreck? Yeah. So, like, it's the Spanish, it's the original Spanish version of the American movie Quarantine, which is about, like, a bunch of people stuck in an apartment complex where during a zombie outbreak, and they're trying to figure out why the zombies are attacking and where they're coming from. So the first movie in Wreck is about... 
um, you know, the people in the apartment complex. And then the second movie is about the military and the police going into that same building to see what happened. I see. And it's really okay. cool because a lot of the characters and actors from the first movie uh, make their appearances in the second movie as their their characters because, you know, they're the original residents. So I like to think of it as that where it's like there's military intervention and you don't know why. And you and you when you play the game, yeah. you're like, oh, wow, this is why. But if you played the first game, you'll understand why you're like, oh, OK, so that's that's why this is why the military is there for sure. Um, or at least if you didn't finish it, you can kind of speculate. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So. Forest still playing Apex, and finally, um, my friend got me Risk of Rain two. Jordan has talked about this on the podcast in the past. It's a roguelike sequel to, of course, Risk of Rain one, which was a two D side scrolling game. But Risk of Rain two is a three D game. Um, basically, each each time you play the game, it's a different run. Every run, you gather loot to help improve your character's abilities, make them shoot faster, jump higher, jump faster, run faster do more damage, etc. you know, get more um, defense items and such. And if you die, if your whole party dies, you lose everything. But if you die during one match of the run, you can come back if the, your team completes that that match and then moves on to the next. So it's there's like five levels total with some hidden levels. And um, it just keeps going back in a loop over and over again until you decide when you want to go to the end game. And the end game was insane. We watched the end game. <laughs> we played the end game and it was crazy. Um, there's different characters you can choose from, as I mentioned, uh, with different abilities. So you can choose different abilities. Um, and it's a ton of fun. Um, I, I really like the game so far. I get frustrated when I die because I'm like, uh, it's it's your, it's your own entire fault because it's it's PvE. You're not fighting against other people. You're fighting against monsters that appear. So there's nothing you can really do except just be better <laughs> at the yeah, game. Like every time you lose, you just got to be better. Yeah. And, imp- and slightly improve the next time. Like literally get good. That's what you have to do. So. Yep. Sounds like a roguelike. Yeah, it's fun. I like the genre. It is hard. It you know, it's easy to learn but hard to master, I think. Um some roguelikes are not la- that way, but I feel like the ones that I've played definitely have been um So, yeah, it's it's great. Risk of Rain 2 is awesome. And um that's all I'm playing. What about you, Elisa? So the only game where I have a significant update is The Sims 4 Snowy Escape and Last time, I only went to the onsen um, of Mount Komorebi. Um, and, oh, Jeremy, I, I don't think you listened to this podcast yet. So, um, Snowy Escape is the um, Snow Neighborhood expansion pack for The Sims 4. Oh, and it's dope. Based off of it's based off of Japan and Mount Fuji. Oh, that's so dope. Yes. And... What I done is I created a new family, except it's not really a family. It's just a single person. So I just created this guy and I named him Haribo, like the gummy bear. <laughs> and I, so what I did with his character is I made, I purposefully made him one of his traits a loner so that I can enjoy snowy escape by myself and I don't have to make relationships and interact with people. So, I mean, maybe down the line I might change the trait or, like, you know, um, we'll have a kid or whatever. But in the meantime, I'm try- I am I want to do this game 
and not have to <laughs> interact with anyone uh, in the neighborhood. Yeah. So, um, so the f- first time I was playing it, there was a vacation. There was a festival of light. Um, a festival of snow. Sorry, festival of snow, and that was a lot of fun. It's based off of the um, Sapporo Snow Festival, and um, I went to the onsen. And so in the Yukimatsu neighborhood. Um, what I, what I've done recently is I've tried skiing and snowboarding for the first time and there, um, there is a bunny slope and an intermediate slope. I don't know if there's an advanced slope yet. Um, but maybe my gondola just didn't go that high yet, but I, um, it's interesting because Haribo, my character like tried snowboarding and outright was like, I hate snowboarding. And then a trait then and suddenly appears hate snowboarding <laughs> oh interesting but then he tried skiing doesn't mind that at all and so a, a trait popped up likes skiing <laughs> so mm. i guess haribo is a skier now just in time <laughs> for the olympics right winter's almost just, here winter's almost here uh and then in the neighborhood of Sen- senba machi um, in that neighborhood, there is uh, each neighborhood in the Sims has kind of a community park area, and so the community park area is called Hanabi- Hanamigawa Koen Park, and it's a place that has picnics and um, chess and playgrounds, and what's like like any other park, especially if you have the Sims for um, seasons or you know your experience in the seasons expansion pack, is that there's festivals, um at all of the major parks. So in this park, there is a festival of light, which was really cool. And it's similar to Tanabata. Okay. And you dress up. And so this is now in the non-snowy part of Mount Komorebi. Mm. Um, you can buy, so like there's a stall where you can, where like the option is buy a kimono and wear it now, <laughs> which oh. is exactly what I did with Haribo. And um, there's bamboo trees that you can make wishes for just like Tanabata and um there's like a huge bonfire too where you can fuel the fire and release fireworks and like change the color of the fire and you can like do fire dances so it's like this is like the festival of light was lit that's awesome <laughs> I was, yeah I was like this is this is a fantastic expansion pack I think this is a lot better so far than um island um island living what is it called island living or island life but but which i like i love that expansion pack i love solani but man there's a lot of stuff and to do in mount komorebi so i'm very much enjoying my new character haribo in snowy escape and i also have my character who's kind of like my namesake character um that's save and she's on vacation with her two twin sons in okay in Mount Komorebi, and I haven't done much with them yet because I I switched to Haribo because it's like if I do my namesake save, I have to take care of three people. Where with Haribo, I just have to take care of one person. Oh, okay, that's dope. Yeah, so that's my only gaming update. Um, The Sims Four is still fun, and Snowy Escape is a good time. Hey, that's awesome. Yes. And that's all the gaming updates I have. Cool. I got to go back and listen to that podcast, but thank you for the the rundown. Yes, totally. 
I don't even know if these Japanese names are real. Like, I, like for all we know, one of the names means poop. But <laughs> so, <laughs> but who? But yeah, I trust that either these are just kind of like names that just don't make any sense. Meaning, like they don't mean anything. Like they just kind of chose random like um, syllables. Hmm. Or, um, or but I I do hope it it turns out like these words aren't like actually like oh. That's what it means. So, you said one was komorebi. Komorebi, yeah. Okay, so komorebi is it's one of those untranslatable words. Um, okay. It's like mono naware, which is like it's another word. Um, so komorebi means um, sunlight streaming through the trees. There's not they, they, we, like in oh. English. There's not a specific word. Um, that's such a nice. Uh, that's such a nice phrase. Yeah, you if you look up the word komorebi. Um, it'll kind of tell you like it'll show you pictures it's very specific like in a forest when the light is shining through the trees and down onto the ground like that is komorebi um another word i really like in japanese is mononaware which is the awareness and like importance of everything everything around you basically it's kind of like the force (laughs) in star wars it's kind of like that yes um another word um i like is natsukashi which a lot of people associate with nostalgic, but it doesn't really translate one-to-one to nostalgic, although you can use it in that sense. But natsukashi is like remembering something and having that feeling of remembrance. So the closest we have okay. to that is nostalgic, but it's not 100% the same. No, I, I that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so they chose a good word. What was the other name of the other place? Hanamigawa. Hanami is flower. And then Gawa means river. Yeah. Right? So flower river. Yeah. So that's that's good. And it's also a real place in Japan. Hanami Gawa is a, a ward in Tokyo. Or no, I'm sorry, not Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Chiba. Chiba. Well, close to Tokyo, but it's Yeah. Um, okay. And then another one is Yukimatsu. Yukimatsu. Um It depends on how they uh do the characters. This uh, is The Sims. I don't think they have characters. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, I was like, let me let me see how the uh, the the Japanese characters are. Um, okay. Well, I I can't really translate that one one to one. That is okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So they they chose some some nice sounding names, and there's actually meaning behind it, which is great too. Because I hate it when people put Japanese words in a game and it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, then what the heck? <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a deeper meaning. Give me the deeper meaning. I know. But that's awesome. Thank you for, yes. for sharing that. Also, another random fact about this game. I found out that you can woohoo in the onsen for anyone who's playing this game. Uh, woohoo means you're having sex. Oh, I was like. Except <laughs> EA Games is like pg or PG thirteen, so they they use the word woohoo instead of the word sex. Oh, okay. Today I learned it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. It's been a staple since The Sims two. Oh wow! Yes, okay. actually, maybe it's even been around since The Sims one. Hmm. But this is this has been like the term. So okay, interesting. Interesting holds such a special place in The Sims. Yeah, history. Wow. wow. <laughs> Woo! Who? I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna use that. You want a you? You want a woohoo? <laughs> <laughs> sounds so weird. <laughs> now you gotta use it. Yeah, so. they're like, oh my god, you play The Sims? I'm like, nope, I don't. <laughs> that is a that is hilarious because that would be a very good indicator of someone who probably plays The Sims. It's like woohoo! It, like you want to go woohoo? It's like oh, you played The Sims, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> End date. <laughs> right. So I don't know too much. I know Gamescom is going on right now. Um, and I, do, I did see a couple things, but why don't we just dig deep into Gamescom? Yeah. And um, here are some of the things that were announced in Gamescom that I was keeping track of. And the thing is, I don't have everything. I've only picked out, pick and chose the ones that were interesting to me. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll read them out. Um, first notable one is uh, Horizon Forbidden West is delayed and the official date now is February 18th, 2022. And pre-order wow. starts September 2nd, 2021. And next, Halo Infinite is coming to Xbox and PC on December 8th, 2021. Wow. And on top of that, there is going to be a special Xbox Elite wireless controller and a special Halo 20th anniversary Xbox Series X. So with the one, so the one thing to note is like it's not like this isn't a limited edition where it's like you get the Xbox Elite controller and the Halo 20th anniversary Xbox. It's actually like they're two different limited edition items. <laughs> so oh. the Xbox Elite wireless controller is kind of like this controller that's army green and black and that one turns um, that one's going to be $199.99. And then on top of that, there is a limited edition bundle of the console, which has its own controller, but is not that army green and black controller. This controller is more just like black with gold accents. And so the the Halo 20th anniversary Xbox also is like gold, um, gold and bl- like black gold accents and like a little bit of gray on it. And um, I think it also, like, kind of has, like, it looked like there were stars on the box as well. Okay. So, yeah, two separate limited edition items for the Halo Infinite launch, which is on December 8th. And uh, pre-order has officially started for those items. Cool. Yes. Um, Call of Duty Vanguard uh, just released its first trailer, and so Sledgehammer Games, like, didn't really show too much. Um, they just showed part of a demo that is in Stalingrad, Russia. And uh, the one, well, the one thing I noticed was that the main character was female. So I don't know how many main characters there are in this game. So but... I, I did see this trailer actually, and I can, I can expand, expand a little bit more on it. Um, one of my friends, he plays Call of Duty Warzone a lot, and I was watching him play. Uh, and there was an event going on where everyone in the server had to destroy this tr- AI-controlled train. And once you destroyed it, a bunch of, like, World War II planes would come out of nowhere and just start bombing, like, the shit out of the entire map. And so um, once the train was destroyed and, and you die, the trailer for Vanguard rolls. And so hmm. it Vanguard takes place across fo- all the different theaters of war in World War II, so you have the Pacific and the European theaters, um, and you have four main characters. There's one in Europe, one in North Africa, one in, one in the Pacific, and then I forget where the other one was. 
Um, was there a North African theater in World War II? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was huge. Um, yeah, it was like the Italians and the Germans facing the Allies, particularly the British. And then the Italians, that whole thing with them happened. And then it was just most mainly the the, the Germans and the British fighting in North Africa. So Oh, this battle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Because when, when you said North Africa and my first thought was like Morocco or Egypt. <laughs> I mean... And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was a significant portion of World War II. But yeah. Yeah. So four different main characters, four different like theaters for each of them. Um, it's going to yeah. be interesting. Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, and Egypt. Yeah. So, uh, any yeah. other thoughts on the trailer? Uh, it looks cool. I mean, they're going back to World yeah. War Two. I'm probably gonna pick it up because I do like I do like World War Two shooters. <laughs> I'm one of those people. But um, <laughs> this one looks cool. I'm not a huge Call of Duty person. I'm a more of a Battlefield person. So I'm more excited for Battlefield 2042 than I am for Call of Duty Vanguard. There is a new Lost Judgment extended trailer. It is uh, like six minutes and 54 seconds. Ojin Show is looking super fresh. And I saw the first minute of it. And then I stopped watching immediately. Because I realized watching it, it's a story trailer. Yeah, I'm blacking and... out from anything story related. I, I do want to see Ojin Show, but I kind of want to just not see it. Yeah. Because I do know what it looks like, but I want to see the changes yeah. myself. The very first launch trailer already gave the gist of the plot, which I think was good. But then in watching the first minute, so so we already know from the very initial launch trailer of Judgment of Lost Judgment is that there's this kid named or this guy named Mikoshima and he's found dead. And there and um he may or may not be responsible for the main for the for a suicide of the son of the main character who's on trial for this game. Um, so we knew that from the launch and the first minute of this trailer, like shows some shows the cutscenes of like finding the, like how we find Mikoshima dead. And I was like, and after that happened, I was like, Oh God, I need to, I, I got to shut this down. <laughs> this is, this is too much. Wow. Cause I, like I think like it was very much a, very much a story trailer, so I didn't watch it. It's I didn't watch the rest of it. Okay. And then when I started hovering my mouse over the scrub, I was like, oh god, I can't. Yeah, I definitely can't watch this. I I in fact I don't even know if there's anything gameplay related, um, especially because we've seen so much gameplay leading up to this story trailer. So this so definitely just a warning for anyone. This this probably has a lot of storyline. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna avoid it at all yeah. costs. Yes, it, it it went pretty deep, and it, like like similar to I think a couple weeks ago when there was an hour long um gameplay that was released um fr from Famitsu, um. Yeah, there were some cutscenes there that they went over, and I was like, oh, God, I, I need to stop watching this. So, yeah, as we're giving these updates, Gamescom is not over. We're probably only on the second or third day, so there might be more updates in our next episode. Or, like, by the time you hear this on Monday, there's going to be some things that we've missed because we're, we're recording it right in the middle of Gamescom. 
So there is a new Death Stranding director's cut. And what makes this version different from the regular director's cut is that this is apparently supposed to be easier to play than the original Death Stranding. So now there's, so this, I don't know the context of this, but now there's AI navigation added that will help out the main character, Sam, as well as Sam has something called a buddy bot now, and the buddy bot helps carry cargo. Like I said, I I haven't played the game, so I don't know exactly that context, but just that these changes make the game easier to play. Now, Jeremy brings to my next question, does Death Stranding even deserve a director's cut? Like, why are we doing this? (laughs) I've never played the game. I honestly don't have an opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw this and I was just like, who asked for this? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. And, um, yeah, I'm still not going to play it, even if it's even even if they say it's an easier game now. I'm still not going to play it. I do want to add that uh, a couple things real quick to Gamescom and then one other non-Gamescom related news thing. So Super Monkey Ball is coming out with a new game, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It is developed by Ryuga Gotoku Studio, published by Sega. And um, for those that don't know the history of why this is being published by Ryuga Gotoku Studio, it's because the first Monkey Ball was created by none other than Toshihiro Nagoshi, the the creator of the Yakuza series. And um, it was developed in Sega, published by Sega. And uh, yeah, this is just one of those games in the long line of Super Monkey Ball titles. First one was an arcade game in 2001, and then it came out on the GameCube in September of 2001, and uh, it's been a, it's been a classic game ever since. I played a few of the titles. I still need to grab the some of the ones on the GameCube myself to add to my collection. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's coming back. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. They have some guest characters from other several. Sega Games, Sonic and Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog, Beat from Jet Set Radio, and Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza, and, and Morgana from Persona 5 is going to be in there. <laughs> I know, I saw that. Yeah, so it looks fun. It's Monkey Ball. It looks like there's also billiards, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. <laughs> like huh. Straight out of Yakuza, I'm like, all right, hey, listen, I'm here for it. That's, that's so Why cool. not? Why not? Right? And um, Saints Row is getting a reboot as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, never played it. I'm curious. I've always been curious. I never owned a console that was powerful enough to play any of the Saints Row games. So I think now's the time. I think that I've played it once. Um, the first one. I know, I think there's three. There's up to three, right? Like, because there's like yeah. Saints Row the third or something like that. I don't know if there's a fourth one, but I did play the first, like the first one a while back. Yeah, it's a it's a good game, or it's it's fun. It's basically like GTA, but you have more powers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it it was cool. To see the trailer, it looks like it's set in the American Southwest, kind of like a New Mexico, Las Vegas-ish area. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And that is very cool. Yeah, looking forward to to seeing more of that because uh, it looks over the top and wacky and zany and looks looks like a lot of fun. Um, 
the final piece of news I have is that Overwatch's McCree character is being renamed as um, Jesse McCree, one of the 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 folks who was involved in that whole Cosby Room scandal thing. Um, the character is his namesake, and they decided to rename the character because he was booted out of the company. So, ah, uh, yeah. What's his name it. now? I don't know. They 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 just announced today oh, okay. that they're going to rename him. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. This is super fresh. Yeah, this is interesting because this game has been out since 2016, and they're just now renaming the character. Um, I think a lot of folks are turning into playing Overwatch since um uh overwatch is supposed to get a sequel but it's apparently super delayed and they introduced yeah. crossplay last month or earlier this month and um yeah it's uh it's it's like a resurgence of overwatch but unfortunately you know this whole shenanigan this whole shit show is happening so they they decide not to uh renew it or not to not renew it or not to uh, some people are like not playing it anymore. I should say there's like For a boycott. Sure. Yeah. So that's, that's all I got. That's all the news I got. All right. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you want to ask us a question or make a comment, uh, you can go to downtime.live. We have a form that you can fill out. Our email is there, contact.downtime.live, as well as we have a Discord link that you can join and ask questions in the podcast questions channel. The Discord link is also in the show notes, wherever platform you listen to this. Um, Anywhere where you can write a comment or question, such as YouTube, Stitcher, you can post a comment and we'll read it from there. Uh, We are available on all platforms spotify google apple and if you listen to the podcast on apple podcasts and write a review we will read it on the next episode yeah um we also have twitter downtime at downtime live we have um steam group that we don't really use (laughs) but it's it's around and uh yeah that's i think that's it yeah I think that's it. Cool. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to Downtime Podcast, episode 175. Hope you all stay healthy, stay safe, stay hydrated, wear a mask, and we'll see you later. Peace.